here and welcome in. This is At the Jazz Band Ball. It's a podcast devoted to jazz music from the first half of the 20th century. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. Rhythm is our business. Business show is well. Now, if you feel blue, rhythm's what you need. If you got rhythm, you sure to succeed. Rhythm is our business. Business show is well. He's a drummer man. Well, that's just a taste of Rhythm is Our Business, a big hit for the Jimmy Lunsford Band in 1934. We'll return to that in just a bit. Well, today on At the Jazz Band Ball, we're going to trace the career of the Jimmy Lunsford Band. This is one of my favorite bands from the early 30s to the late 40s. They were in existence. An extremely well-rehearsed group and a, and a very virtuosic, I think you'd have to say, group of players. Famous for their sharp appearance on stage, their fancy showmanship and choreography. They could throw and catch their instruments and twirl their mutes. And occasionally they would put down their instruments and sing, either as a trio in front of the band or the entire band would sing. For 10 consecutive years, starting around 1934, the group's hit recording sold in the hundreds of thousands. And they were so popular that Jack Cap, the head of Decca Records, prevented the recordings from being broadcast for fear of diminished record sales. All right, so lots of good music today. Hope you'll stay tuned. Well, as I said, uh, Jimmy Lunsford got his start teaching high school at Manassas High School in Memphis. Uh, started his own band made up of his students. Uh, Lunsford was the very first jazz educator in this country. He taught his students jazz history, dance band harmony, ensemble skills, the use of mutes for the brass players, how to build a good improvised solo, and accuracy of rhythm and swing feel. It reminds me a little of the all-girl band that we featured a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, the International Sweethearts of Rhythm, who got their start a few years later in much the same way and at the same age. Lunsford professionalized his well-drilled band of teenagers, all boys. Uh, He severed his ties with the high school and took the students out on the road, embarking on a career that would last until his death in 1947. Well, here's an early example of this band called the Chickasaw Syncopators, the group of high school students that Jimmy Lunsford led at Manassas High School in Memphis. It's a recording called In That Morning from 1930, and it's a bit of a novelty number featuring Moses Allen, uh, the tubist, but here a vocalist doing a kind of send-up of gospel sermonizing. Uh, It also reveals, I think, uh, this entertainment side that the Jimmy Lunsford Band would be known for. Here's In Dat Monin from 1930. Brothers and sisters, my t- 
text is found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Actually, this is a revelation somewhere. And it's all about that morning. In that morning, that's gonna be a great change. The Father and the Son gonna be sitting on the throne that morning. And I imagine I can hear the angels all around the throne. Say, oh, what's the matter this morning? Just about that time, I imagine I can see the Father go down and call old Gable. Oh, Gable, I want you to go down this morning. I want you to place one foot on the land and the other on the sea. I want you to blow that silver trumpet calm and easy. I don't want you to annoy my people because they once been woken a hard to wake again. I imagine I can see old Gable go down and take that silver trumpet, obey his father's commandments. I imagine I can see him place one foot on the land and the other on the sea. I imagine I can see him bust the bell of that trumpet wide open. And his saints gonna meet the father now. Let us pray, church. In Dad Morning, a bit of gospel sermonizing send-up from Moses Allen, the tubist in this early Jimmy Lunsford band, who were called the Chickasaw Syncopators, fresh from Manassas High School out of Memphis, 1930. Early beginnings of the Jimmy Lunsford band. Well, Jimmy Lunsford was born in 1902 in Fulton, Mississippi, When he was a child, his family moved to Denver, Colorado, and that's where Jimmy studied under the famous bandleader Paul Whiteman's father, Wilberforce Whiteman, who was quite an influential teacher of many jazz musicians and also classical. Uh, Lunsford later moved to Nashville to uh, earn a music degree at Fisk University, and became pretty proficient on several instruments, including the trombone, all of the reeds, especially alto sax, uh, 
and played for a while in several professional bands. Well, he taught high school, as I said, at Manassas High School in Memphis, and that's where he started his own band made up of his students, this uh, Chickasaw Syncopators. Actually, we're going to hear uh, an early recording of the band as the Jimmy Lunsford Band. This is called Swingin' Uptown, recorded in March of 1934. Things to listen for are about the minute and a half mark. You'll hear Eddie Tompkins, the trumpeter, feature in a, in a virtuosic kind of 2D section with the three saxes. Willie Smith, Joe Thomas, and Earl Carruthers, and this kind of uncanny mixture of trumpet and reeds, with Tompkins showing this ability to blend with the saxes with the same fluency that is natural to them. Uh, It's a fast tempo, uh, quarter note equals 260, and really shows the caliber of players that Lunsford had to work with and is an indication of the many hours of group rehearsal and individual practice. Here's the Jimmy Lunsford Band and Cy Oliver's arrangement of Swingin' Uptown, 1934. Thank you. 
Swinging Uptown from 1934, a group of very young players playing at a very high level, and the Jimmy Lunsford Band. And by the way, Jimmy Lunsford is playing uh, one of the alto sax parts there, and Jimmy Crawford, the great drummer, is on drums. Well, after scuffling a bit in the early 1930s, the Lunsford Band finally began to make its reputation. And their big break came in March of 1934 when Lunsford was invited to perform at the Cotton Club in New York City. Well, in the 30s, radio was the musician's ticket to fame and a booking at the Cotton Club, which broadcast nationally six days a week, was, as Eddie Dietermeyer, the author of a book about Jimmy Lunsford, phrases it, a passport to heaven. So the Lunsford Band was hired to play the 24th edition of the Cotton Club Parade, a musical review or variety show of singing, dancing, and music, and started on March 11th, 1934, and ran for eight months, except for a summer break. Well, the band was a hit with both the clientele and the management. The owner of the Cotton Club, Herman Stark, told Lunsford that there had never been a band at the Cot Club with a precision comparable to his outfit, which included, I guess, Duke Ellington and Cab Calloway's orchestras. Well, here's a recording made in 1934 during this first Cotton Club run. It's called Jazznocracy, and because of its popularity at the Cotton Club, it became Lunsford's theme for a while. Listen for Russell Bowles playing some tricky trombone licks and Cy Oliver uh, with a nice muted trumpet solo. Jazznocracy, 
Jazznocracy, recorded in January of 1934, just after the first Cotton Club run for the Jimmy Lunsford Band, became their theme song for a while. This is At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin. And today we're listening to the Jimmy Lunsford Band. Well, Jimmy Lunsford uh, was definitely interested in putting on a good act and entertaining the folks. Showmanship was certainly a big part of what they did. Eddie Durham, the guitarist, said, Willie Smith, our alto sax and vocalist, would put his bonnet on and sing a sort of nursery rhyme. Eddie Tompkins hit the high notes and did a Louis Armstrong deal. Then they had a Guy Lombardo and a Paul Whiteman bit. Then the lights would go down and they'd all lay down their horns and come out and sing as a glee club. Lunsford called a number for each one. Well, detractors called Lunsford's band the Train Seals, but the band was musically skilled, as we've already heard, as well as being showy. Here's a number that they did and we heard a little bit of earlier. It's one of my favorites. Rhythm is our business from 1934. It introduces several of the soloists in the band, and they are in order. Willie Smith, who's their alto saxophonist, but is singing here. Jimmy Crawford on drums, Joe Thomas, tenor sax, Moses Allen, string bass, and Tommy Stevenson on the high trumpet. Drummer man in the band, band. crawl beats on them drums in the band. Oh, when he does tricks with sticks, the boys in the band all play hot legs. He plays saxophone in the band. Joe plays the saxophone in the band. Oh, when he goes up that scale, see the pop doodle that doodle that. Mm-hmm. 
Mose plays on the bass in the band. In the band. Mose plays on that bass in the band. In the band. Now when he picks all those strings, happiness to you he brings. He blows on the trumpet in the band. In the band. Steve blows all that trumpet in the band. In the band. Oh, he's the guy, hits him high, makes you think he's in the sky. Rhythm is Our Business from 1934, the Jimmy Lunsford Band. By the way, you can see a film short on YouTube if you look for Jimmy Lunsford, Rhythm is Our Business. It was done in 1936, so it's slightly different personnel, but basically the same, and you get an idea of their showmanship. Hey, maybe you recognize this next tune. But then again, there's something not quite right, and we'll talk about it on the other side.
That was Mood Indigo, recorded in 1934 by the Lunsford Band. It's from the first recording session that they did for Jack Capp's Decca Records, and it was intended as a tribute to Duke Ellington, even though there's, there's enough that is similar to remind you of the original. The differences, thanks to the imagination of Willie Smith, the arranger, are plentiful. For one thing, the tempo is a little faster than Ellington's first version. And then the clarinets, the way the clarinets are handled in the Lunsford are quite different. They punctuate behind the melody rather than carry the sustained melody like in the Ellington. And then in the third chorus, something really interesting happens. The clarinets do a kind of amazing disappearing act to give room for Cy Oliver's Cootie Williams impersonation on muted trumpet. Eddie Dietermeyer, who wrote the book about Jimmy Lunsford's band, likens it to a submarine going below the surface. It's a subtle effect, but it really catches the ear, I think. Well, the character of the Lunsford band was a little hard to pin down. They liked to play a variety of styles, music for dancing, sentimental ballads, novelty tunes, and even virtuoso showpieces. And unlike, say, the Duke Ellington Orchestra, whose book was the product of composers, or chiefly Ellington himself, Lunsford's music depended largely on arrangers, so the personality or overall sound wasn't as unified as some. But one of the miracles of the Lunsford band, as Gunther Schuller says in his book The Swing Era, is that its performances were as cohesive as they were, despite playing a variety of styles. Well, the fact that everyone was on the same page was due largely, as we've said, to Lunsford himself, who was so exacting. But a lot of the credit goes to the arrangers who were players in the band and sometimes section leaders. Some of the arrangers' names were Edwin Wilcox, who played piano in the band, Willie Smith, arranger, but also alto sax and vocals, and later Gerald Wilson, a trumpet player. But the guy with the most impact as a ranger on the band was the trumpeter and singer Cy Oliver, whose arrangements always strike me as kind of restless. He likes to play fast and then slow and then fast again. Uh, his arrangements have been described as a dashing parade of innovation that rivaled Ellington's for consistency and originality. And they could also be pretty funny. regrets she's unable to lunch today mm. she is sorry to be delayed but last evening down in lover's lane she strayed madam miss otis regrets she's unable to lunch today 
when she woke up and found that her dream of love was gone. Madam, she ran to the man who had led her so far astray. And from under her velvet gown, she drew a gun and shot her lover down. Madam, Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. Bob came and got her and dragged her from the jail. Madam, they strung her up on the old willow across the way. Mm. And the moment before she died, she lifted up her lovely hand and cried. Madam, Miss Otis regrets she's unable to lunch today. That was an up-tempo version of Cole Porter's Miss Otis Regrets. Cy Oliver was on the vocal, and that was recorded in 1934 with the Jimmy Lunsford Band. Well, I think you hear some of the humor there. You know, usually this tune is heard as a slow and sentimental ballad, but Cy Oliver's version is positively gleeful. Uh, well, Cole Porter may have had a parody in mind. The story goes that hearing a cowboy's lament on the radio at a party one night, Cole Porter sat down at the piano and improvised this maudlin ballad. But instead of making Miss Otis a cowboy's girlfriend, he made her a polite society lady. Cy Oliver was born in Battle Creek, Michigan in 1910 and died in New York, 1988. He left home at 17 to play trumpet with various bands, becoming known for his growling effect on the trumpet. And in 1933, Oliver joined Lunsford's band as arranger, trumpet player, and singer. Here's another Lunsford-Cy Oliver collaboration. He Ain't Got Rhythm, recorded in 1937. It's Irving Berlin's taunt to the rhythmically challenged and the inverse of Gershwin's boast, I Got Rhythm. Cy Oliver calls attention to the left-footedness by presenting phrases in odd five-bar lengths. And this time, tenor saxman Joe Thomas sings the vocal. Thank you. 
that rhythm Every night he sits in the house alone Cause he ain't got rhythm Every night he sits there and wears a frown He attracted some attention When he found the fourth dimension But he ain't got rhythm So no one's with him The loneliest man in town A lonely man is he Bending over his books His wife and family Keeps giving him the dirty look Cause he ain't got rhythm When they call him up It's to call him down With the daring aviator He encircled the equator But he ain't got rhythm So no one's with him The loneliest man in town Got Rhythm, and Joe Thomas, the tenor saxophonist, playing some solos and singing the words to Irving Berlin's cautionary tale about the terminally unrhythmic. It was the Jimmy Lunsford Band, of course, and Cy Oliver did the arrangement. Find a level place, pouring floor to place that bottle. Next, you start to toddle. Keep watch on the bottle. Then you step around a bit. Be careful not to hit that bottle. Whoa, just like a clown. Start messing around. Keep going to town. Then you make a break and you wiggle like a snake that's hitting that bottle. It's easy to do. Cause every Everybody hits the bottom
everybody except Jimmy hits the bottle. Hey, that was hitting the bottle from 1935, Harold Arlen and Ted Kohler's composition. We heard Cy Oliver on trumpet and vocals giving acknowledgement to his boss, Jimmy Lunsford's teetotaling ways at the end there. Well, we have time for one more on this week's survey of the art of Jimmy Lunsford. This is At the Jazz Band Ball. I'm Kevin McLaughlin, and I hope you enjoyed what we assembled here. You might be able to tell, but I think this is one of my favorite bands from the 30s. Um, Say, if you're enjoying these shows, please let me know. Our email is kevin at at thejazzbandball.org, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Substack. The address there is kevinmclaughlin.substack.com. For a mere pittance of $8 a month, you can get access to all the previous shows and prior notification about upcoming shows. I try to do these about every two weeks, though sometimes I go on vacation like I did the last couple of weeks, but I should be back on track now. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. So here's Gerald Wilson's arrangement of High Spook, the Jimmy Lunsford Band from 1941. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.